For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. And welcome into MSR Cast, uh, episode number 281. And I'm your host, one of your hosts, the Metal Pigeon. Uh, with my co-host here, Mr. You gonna say your name? <laughs> I, I I know my name. What's my name? Uh, the Metal Geek himself, That's Mr. Right. Kerry Gordon. I, I threw you for a loop there. It's not as easy as it looks, is it? Yeah, I you know I I, I kind of uh, zone out in the intro until my name is until <laughs> <laughs> my name is called. That's um, I didn't know the the Metal Pigeon had such an ego. Yeah, but there it is. It's right there. Well, like you said, welcome to the show, everyone. This is episode number 281. Uh, we're going to play some new metal. We're going to not new in you metal, but newer releases. And we're going to talk about a con- couple concerts that I saw. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to? What's been on your metal agenda? Um, just a mix of, uh, again, listening to just old classic stuff and then some new stuff. Um, actually this past Friday was nice cause the new Pyramids album came out. I was, I had been looking forward to that yeah, for a while. I haven't heard it yet. And, um, Frozen Soul came out and I've been enjoying that one a lot, uh, which we'll play later. Yes, we will. We're, there's a lot of Frozen bands that have come out recently. Yes. Frozen and, Crown, Frozen yeah. Soul, Frozen something else. Yeah. I haven't gone back and listened to that Frozen Crown album. There was another Frozen somebody band that came out with an album recently. Um, Frozen Land, maybe something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, just a mix of stuff. Um, I don't know. The other day, I found myself listening to, um, what was it? Old Queensrÿche Records again. Yeah. So I, I just, my mind's just kind of all over the place. I I've been totally hooked on uh, some newer Death Doom stuff that's been coming out, especially the new release from Saturnus. Oh my god! Uh, you, we talked about it a little bit, but we're gonna get into that later too. But uh, that's one of those albums I can't stop listening to. That's a band that hasn't been, yeah, hasn't put out an album in ages, so. right? Like thir- 12, 13 years, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. But before then, uh, I, I want to talk about a couple of concerts that I saw last weekend. Mm-hmm. Had a very interesting weekend of concert experiences. Um, you might not know this about me, but I am a I am a big Primus fan, right? Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity to go see Les Claypool's Frog Brigade. Uh, they played the White Oak Music Hall, the the lawn area. So if you don't know who Frog Brigade is, it's his sort of solo band thing. He's had it for a long time. But in this iteration, the guitar player is Sean Lennon, which is really cool to see because they had that Sean Lennon, the Lennon Claypool Delirium project. Oh, Lennon. Yeah, Sean okay. Lennon, yeah. Wow. Um so they they played a couple songs off of that. They played some other Frog Brigade stuff. They didn't do they did like one bar of Southbound Pachyderm from Primus. That was it. I was like, oh, yeah. they're done. Yeah. But they played Pink Floyd's Animals in its entirety. Oh wow, it was weird. That's I, cool. Um, it was a, it was a fun show. It's very different for me. Um, you know, they sounded great. Uh, but the opening act, which was weird for it was something I've never would sought out, it was uh, Adrian Ballou and uh, Jerry Harrison. 
Wow, that's kind of cool. You know who they are, right? Yeah. So Jerry Harrison, of course, from Talking Heads, yeah. and then Adrian Ballou from King, King Crimson. Crimson. That's yeah. right. So they basically, they had this backing band, and they basically, they did like one King Crimson song, but most of it was Talking Heads stuff. Hmm. So it was very interesting. It, but it's- So no new material, just like- uh, Maybe, I don't know. Huh. Um, it was weird, you know, hearing like, once in a lifetime right. was out David Byrne, you know. Yeah. They, they were they were good though. Bunch of um, you know, I want to say uh, old, older guys in their 50s dancing around, reliving their childhood. I've been to shows like that where it's fun. yeah, where you're like definitely the youngest person there. <laughs> well, I wasn't the youngest for sure. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I went with our our, our friend Drew and uh, you know, it was a fun show. I I like you know, it was a different experience because I, I, I've seen Primus many times in my life. But right. this was just, there was just something, it was just weird and kooky. Uh, at one point, I, um, I, I don't remember exactly the joke, but Les Claypool, he called Sean Lennon Shiner. That's what he would call, he would call him all night. Shiner, that's his nickname for him. Hmm. At one point, it was like right before Father's Day, right? Um, and he made it, he made a joke about his dad. Uh, something his dad said as a kid all the time. And then he looked over at Sean Lennon and he's like, Hey Shiner, did your dad ever say anything interesting in his lifetime? Whole place is erupted in laughter, you know, <laughs> well, but he said they're, they're bigger than, than Jesus. That's maybe something, right? Yeah. It was cool though. Uh, you know, I appreciate them not doing any Beatles covers and I appreciate them not really doing Primus stuff because that's not what the show was about. Right. You know what I mean? It would have been cool, but it's not. It was a weird choice to pick Pink Floyd Animals and not like a Beatles album in entirety because right. I could have, I can just imagine how they could reinterpret like Revolver or something like that live. It'd been cool. Seems like it's like a tour just for touring sake almost. Like they're not promoting anything or they have an yeah, album? Not really. Um, and every night of the show, there's a different artist that's creating like these limited posters. So you can go to his website and, and purchase them later. But like Jermaine, uh, local artist here, did a really cool one. Hmm. So if you like frogs and you like collecting posters, there's you should get one for every day, day of the show. Yeah, that's cool. It was, it was pretty fun. And then two days later... We went to the Sugarland Financial Center. Yeah. Uh, which is a newer venue. Maybe it's been like five or six years it's been open. Mm-hmm. The nice it's a nice venue. Yeah. Um, have like, you ever seen a metal show there? I haven't seen a metal show, but um I've been there before. Um it's a nice like six thousand capacity. Yeah. I I have seen Judas Priest there and I've seen the last Slayer tour was there. Yeah. With Slayer, Anthrax, um Testament maybe. I can't remember the other band. But this door was Animals as Leaders, Devin Townsend, and and then Dream Seater, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't miss a Devin Townsend show. I so I was like, I, I don't really want to buy really expensive tickets because I just want to enjoy the show. And so I bought these thirty five dollar tickets. They were like on the third level. It was like level three hundred seven or whatever it was. And I went with my friend Mark, who uh, who who originally got me in the Devin Townsend like back in high school, man. Um, right when heavy the heavy the the first Strapping Young Lad album basically came out, he's like, "You got to check these guys out." So we got to hang out with him and go to the show. But it was weird when we got there. We had our tickets on our phone, right? And, he, and the the ticket person was like, "Oh, hey, I need you to go over that table over there and get new tickets." We're like, "Okay." 
So we went over to that table and they're like, oh yeah, that section that you bought ticket for is closed. So we're going to have to give you new tickets. So I'm like, well, are they going to be good tickets? And she's like, yeah, I think so. We got eight row. Yeah. So I, when I went to a show there, I was like walking up, I was up in the balcony, like yeah. way up there. And they're like, and the, the lady was like, Hey, do you want to go like sit down way down there? And I'm like, yeah. And she gave me a ticket to go down there. And I was <laughs> like, I had this like, what would have been like a $500 ticket value wise. And then I got yeah. it for like for free. So I, my, my ticket was like $40 or whatever. The, so, the, the moral of the story, if you go to Sugarland financial center, pay up for the, yeah, buy the, buy, buy the, the cheap, cheap up, up, upstairs, cheap seat. And then uh, you'll get, you'll get moved down. Yeah. It's a gamble. You might, you might not. Yeah. I mean, if it's a sold out show, you're not moving yeah. anywhere, but if it's, if they're empty, they do want to, they want to close those sections down and make it look, full as for possible the full, yeah more full for the band up yeah. front yeah that makes sense totally um animals as leaders i've never seen them live holy crap they were so damn good you yeah. know you know who they are right yeah i had a friend who actually was at that show and he was there just for that band oh really yeah uh i can imagine um the guitar player tozen mm-hmm. so good there well there's two guitar players that's it there's two guitar players and a drummer yeah um at least live i'm not sure on recordings, but i think so the drummer was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Everything about them was amazing. Um, and then Devin Townsend, I, he was great. They only got to play like an hour ish. Um, but they played a couple songs off the new album. They played deadhead. They played, um, deep peace. They played, um, so it was a full band, full band. Yeah. The drummer, um, which is going to sort of tie into our first song of the, of the, of the show tonight is um this guy darby todd great great drummer yeah um but uh he's in this first project that we're playing tonight on the show but yeah it was was a great show and then mike keneally is still in the band um uh, the it was a different interpretation than the last time we saw them um right before the right right, like the weekend of the pandemic basically Um, right that was our last show that we saw and then dream seater came out it was weird as soon as Dream Theater came out, um, uh, James Labrie, I was like, holy shit. I looked at his shirt. He was wearing uh, a Sawblade 666 shirt, the same one that I bought at Spencer's a couple weeks <laughs> ago. So if you don't know who Sawblade is, he's a local Houston artist named Daniel Shaw. He did the like three out of the five covers for mainstream resistance back in the late 90s for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's gotten, you know, he's had a lot of, he's done insect warfare, all these other bands, you know, art for, he was, uh, he was commissioned to do art in that last anthrax graphic novel they put out a bunch of cool stuff, but it was weird. I, I, I saw him out and walk out with that shirt. I'm like, holy crap. So I texted Daniel. I was like, dude, he's where the singer from dream Theater is wearing your shirt right now. And I sent him a picture. He's like, dude, can you give me more pictures? That's amazing. This, it was a, it was sort of mind blowing, you know. Yeah. Their performance, mm, okay, they're fun. I I don't think they picked the right set list, maybe, uh, or let's say I don't think I've paid enough attention to them recently that I appreciated the set list. I mean, let's put it that way. I can't. So, did they do another album after that? Really pretentious one that we roasted on the yeah, podcast oh yeah, they've done a couple since then okay i mean yeah and that goes to show how much i paid attention yeah see that was sort of the same thing i'm 
Like they played, you know, Caught in the Web and they played uh, Pull Me Under. Pull Me Under. They have to, but there was no Panic Attack or Six O'Clock or any of those classics. Hmm. But I, I'm sure they would have played more if they didn't bring other bands on tour. Right. Like an Evening Wiz. But that was the deal. They wanted to do this like traveling road show and they're going to do a different iteration of it every year. Yeah. No, I think it's smart. You yeah. Know. Uh, they, they, I think they, they're a band that's done though those big evening with tours a lot. So. Yeah, and that was sort of like their deal on this. They wanted to sort of like get away from that. Yeah, um, you know the band done a great. Mike Mangini is a great drummer. Uh, you know everybody's performing to their best, except I. And and don't take this the wrong way, anybody. If you're a fan, I I love his voice, right? Mm-hmm. But there's there's times. When James Labrie is singing, that is sort of cringy. That he's not hitting things. Um, hmm. It's it's not uh, <laughs> Motley Crue uh, era or, or style, but and then at the last song they they did um, like so. Tozen came out and played guitar, and then Devin came out and sang some stuff. And having Devin sing right after you and then you're going back to it i'm i'm like wow that's i would have been embarrassed are they like trading off vocals like yeah they did and then uh the drummer from devin's band darby todd they would switch out during the song like he would come in and play like a minute and then mike mike would like get off the set real quick and he would jump in they would it was sort of cool it was interesting. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, it's like it was like the big jam session at the end, you know. But I mean, I, I've said this before on the shows. I mean, and, and then you know, I know there are people who are Dream Theater fans, but I, I when I saw them, I thought they were just kind of like it was just sort of unremarkable on stage, kind of boring. I know that you know, like like uh, Justin's a big fan, I think, of Dream Theater of the Metal Exchange podcast. Yes, and so you know, I know that they're and I like some of their albums and stuff, but I just always felt live. They never really did it. For me. Yeah, and I've seen him twice, and yeah, I've seen him multiple times in my in my life, and I don't know if it was the sound uh, or his 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 voice struggling that night. I think he's the weak link in that band. Like, yeah, I agree. I think there's a you he's, can get a better. He's great singer. when it's on a recording. Yeah, but live there and there's times when I'm like, oh my god, he sounds really good right here, and then there's you can even see on his face that he's struggling to get stuff. He can't hit some of the high notes anymore. It's just it is what it is, you know what I mean? Right. We're not talking we're not talking crap. No. I, I'm trying to be very uh generous in my <laughs> Yeah. I mean I think you you know, they're they may want to start tailoring their set list to him a little bit. Yeah. You know. I mean, even like, you know, um Pull Me Under, there's some high notes on that song. But yeah. it's not like they can't pull that song out of their set list. They can't. Right. That's like that's like their it's fucking your only hit. <laughs> it's their, it's it, that's their interest in man. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, I remember back in the day they did that greatest hits album. It was just called greatest hit in right. other songs. They had that one song off falling into infinity, right? That kind of weird album they did in 97. Yeah. Where it was like they, they did get some like MTV play from, I can't remember the name. Was it you and something, you and I or something, or uh, I think I remember that maybe song. I'm thinking of the scorpions or something, but anyway. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember that song was kind of like, oh, that's kind of like they're trying to have like a radio thing. But. So that was my my weird weekend of going yeah. to shows. Um, last night, I, I missed a show I really wanted to go to, and that was Venom, Inc. with Exhumed and some other bands. I, just, I had other uh, yeah. 
other things that I saw that. I mean, I saw the because it would have been going for exhumed. Um. Well, yes, I, I knew it was happening, but I had I had a D and D thing last night. But you know, um, yeah, I don't know. How's D and D going for you? It's going great. We we've, we've not that anyone cares, but we've we've escaped death a few times recently in this city, and we're just now getting out of that place, which I think is for what's, the best. What's your D and D name? Uh, my guy is a um, is named Haldir. He is a Gloomstalker Ranger with a bow. Okay. Level five, and he's going to start multi-classing into rogue once I get to level six. So, I'm a, I was thinking, I, I don't remember a cleric maybe, but uh, my name's Ass Hadigan, of course. <laughs> you guys didn't go. I tried to make a goofy name, and our DM was like, "No, no, no, no you, we gotta do this like seriously." I was like, "All right." But even uh, in Diablo Four, I tried to make Ass Hadigan my name. They wouldn't <laughs> let it me, so I put. Two Z's instead of two S's. Yeah, and it, it took it. I'm like, all right, you're a cleric. Everyone needs a cleric. We don't have a cleric. Yeah. It's like a barbarian. I'm a, me I think and I'm a dragonborn too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Dragonborn cleric. Okay, I maybe not. I maybe not a cleric. Paladin. I don't remember. Paladin. That's what it is. That's Paladins what it is. are awesome. Yeah, you can just. This is my first time ever really doing it. Take you know, the hell out of things. We haven't actually had a game night in like a few months because everybody's been busy. But see, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the hardest thing with D and D is like. You gotta like it because it's just getting people's schedules aligned. Yep. Yeah. Even schedules is the hardest thing in life. Yeah. Especially like even for the podcast, you know, yeah. trying to record it's it's crazy. All right, let's get into the first uh, band of the night. Um, we sort of alluded to it earlier. This band is it's it sounds like a bad video game title, Oblivion Protocol, because there's a game called Oblivion and there's like Callisto Protocol that just came out, but. Yeah. So basically, long story short, um, the songwriter keyboardist from Threshold, Richard West, wanted to con- continue uh, the Fall of the Shires album that was like guess, 2017, maybe. So um, this is his direct sequel to that album. Um, and it features on drums Darby Todd, who's now touring with Devin Townsend. Um, it's great. I've only They only have a couple songs out right now, but I'm looking forward to the album. We were listening to it earlier, and we're like, oh, the vocalist. You know who we're trying to figure out who he reminds us of? <laughs> well, well, you know what we're going to do? I'm not going to say it until after the song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll make, we'll let you hear it, and then we'll, we'll let you make your own uh, opinions and assumptions, and then we're going to say who we, thinks it sound, who we think he sounds like when we get back. So this is the song called... This is not a test. This is from the band Oblivion Protocol, and uh, we'll be right back. Trust what you told Then believe that 
So we're back to the show. Um, let's go ahead and, and and say who I, I'll say who I saw the vocalist of the band sounds like. Which I think it's a uh, it's the 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 keyboardist. There's elements of his voice that reminded me of Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, which I mean, is not a bad thing for me because I love Weird Al. Once you said that, that's all I can think about. Yeah, now. that's why we didn't want to say it before you you guys listen to it. Yeah, but if you uh, if you like prog metal, um, if you like Threshold. Um, I think you're really going to dig this project. Uh, there's been a lot of great prog this year. It's been great, a lot of great prog, a lot of uh, classic death metal coming out too, mm-hmm. like new bands doing classic death metal. Yeah, which we're going to get into in just a few moments. Yes. Um, one of the bands that we're about to play, we saw uh, a few months ago, right? And they, uh, they opened up the was it the Carcass tour? They no. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. There was a Carcass tour. Yes, they were the opening band there. Yeah, creeping Death. Yes, yes, and not. I always, I always didn't want to listen to them. Like, oh, they they named themselves after a Metallica song, but right? Nothing like Metallica. Yeah, they can actually play. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about that for a moment, shall we? Yeah. Um, we we're listening to the satellite the other day, and one of the 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 new uh, Metallica songs came on. And I've heard the album before, and there are some parts on it that are actually decent. They're fine. But this song, man, it just went nowhere. We were, even my wife was like, yeah, this song doesn't... It it just repeats itself over and over. There's no really real direction, no real, real hook. And that's the issue with their songwriting. There's no... There's no... No direction, no hook, no no catch. You know what I mean? Even stuff, you know, from like Injustice for All, there was there was still a, a melody, a, uh, some kind of a hook on those songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, this was from the new album. Yeah, the new album, what, 72 yeah. seasons. Yeah. There's some stuff on there that they could have left off. Th- that's it. They don't... They don't know how to self-edit. Self-edit, yeah. yeah. There's no one in there telling them to self-edit. Right. Yeah. They're, they're the biggest paid metal rock band ever. Right. Who's going to tell them no? Right. Well, especially because it's on Mustaine. their own record label. Especially Dave Mustaine, you saw what happened there, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, I mean, exactly right. They they control everything, so they're going to do what they want. But guys, come on! And yeah. then this is the we're listening to. I'm like, okay, this is the part where the where Kirk's wah wah solo comes in, and that's what happened. Yeah, it's like it's uh, the Brian Posehn did that great song, Metal by Numbers. That's right. what this is. Yeah. It's just like rinse, repeat, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, 
the takeaway from the Metallica album is that Lars is not really the weak link in the band anymore. It's Kirk. Yeah. Um, that's my takeaway because I think Lars was really good on the new album and Kirk was really bad. So, um, it's a, that yeah. the songwriting. Yeah, I, I like a lot of that new album, but there is some stuff on there they should have left off. And, you know, to, to, in fairness, you know, uh, Iron Maiden should be self-editing their sure. recent records a lot, too. So, you know, what can you do? <laughs> it, it is what it is. They're not young and hungry anymore. You know right, what I mean? yeah. I get it. All right, so let's let's uh, talk about bands that are young and hungry and are um, taking over the, the death metal spectrum right now. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Frozen Soul first. This was your pick. Yeah, who we also saw. Were you there when they opened for Goat Horror, like in August of last year? I was not. I didn't go to that show. Um, I mean, I saw them live and just seeing them live. That was my first exposure to them. Yeah. They were the best. They had the best like stage presence of any death metal band I've seen since Obituary. Yeah. And they and their front man's great, and he just... I don't know. They just it, it felt like I was at a wild arena heavy metal show watching a death metal band. And um I've been so pumped on them ever since. And so this seeing this new album, uh or listening to this for the past week, it's it's ticked all the boxes and what I like in old school death metal. And they really are just unapologetically like early nineties, mid nineties yeah. sounding, and I just and I think they executed so well and it's um yeah, my favorite track on this Arsenal War is what we are going to be playing. Um, yeah, this band, if, if this is the band, I think, if you're into this, like all these death metal band revival things, yep. this is the band, I think, that it's, for me anyway, just for me, is at the top of the heap. They're the ones who have impressed me the most over the past like couple years. So, And the one we're going to play after them is the one that's impressed me the most. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're both great. And Frozen Soul from Dallas. Yep. And Creeping Death is from, from Denton. Dow, Denton, yeah, they're, yeah. So Frozen Basically. Soul is Fort is Fort Worth, and so they're both from the Denton or the the Dallas area. Yeah, and Denton, of course, is where our co-host on Metal Geeks, Brutal Dave. Which happy birthday, Dave! Yeah, it's his birthday today. Uh, that's where he's from. Yeah, he didn't. You know, he played around in in bands back in the day in in Denton area. So you know, there's a there's a good uh, death metal scene up there, apparently. They yeah. should they should tour together, do like a, a Dallas takeover death metal tour, you know? Right. Yeah. There you go. All right, let's get into uh, the the song from Frozen Soul. Go ahead and uh, introduce it for us. This is uh, Arsenal of War off the new album Glacial Domination. And I like how the name and the album title tie in together. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Man! 
Straight from Denton, Texas. That was Creeping Death with Cursed from uh, Boundless Domain. New yeah. album. Uh, brand new. It just came out uh, last week, I believe. Yeah. Very minimalistic, uh, evil album cover. Like yeah. This demon like this in like in like this brown, I don't know, fire or yeah. I don't know what it is. Exactly. I was thinking that would be a nice shirt to get. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're man, seeing them live just just blew me away. And this like this whole resurgence of this specific death metal style, but a lot of it's coming from Texas. Yeah. It's very interesting. A lot of it's coming from the Dallas area. Yeah. So there's something in the water up there. They um they had great stage presence too. Yeah. Uh, guitarist was jumping all over the place and I don't know, they were just very animated on stage. Yeah. Um that's not that's not always everything, but it does help a lot when you don't know a band and they can engage you like that, you know. So, yeah. That was a, that was a really fun show, just all of it. Um Frozen Soul before that was uh, uh, new albums. Great. Um, just as good as their debut. I think yeah. it's hard to compare. Um, I think that that's a band that's going to blow up over the next couple of years. Yeah. They can just keep, you know, the momentum up and keep getting on good tours. Yeah, but say, keep on getting on those right yeah. tours. Um, yeah. They're going to slowly move up from opening the headliner, to yeah. headliner very soon. Yeah. I think it was creeping death. I think, yeah, I think a do a duo headlining tour was then would be amazing. That would be good. Who else would you put on there? Uh, well, I mean, actually, I think like you know, it would be a great package. It'd be Obituary, yeah. Frozen Soul, Creeping Death. That would be a great three package tour. Yeah. So, um, Cause yeah, because the bottom band, like Cannibal Corpse, just announced a tour with Mayhem. Uh, who else is on that tour? Not coming to Houston, of course, but. Um, Mayhem and Cannibal Corpse and I Closed My Window. I don't know that band. That's a weird <laughs> band. Yeah, I was, um, uh, no Texas dates on that tour at all, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to look it up. That's weird. Cause yeah, I know we're so far South sometimes, um, that we get, Ignored a lot of times, but we've been getting a lot of good stuff recently. You know, it, it really has to be something special for me to drive up to like Gore Guts and Blood Incantation. That's what it is. Okay, yeah, I would love to see Gore Guts again. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a, a Dallas show, yeah. Dallas and San Antonio. So, yeah, two, two, two heck of a drives. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not like they'll not come back. You've seen yeah. him before, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's like. Gosh, I've seen Mayhem like three times now. Really? Yeah. When you make that decision of how important is the band to see live, you know? If it's just, if it feels like a once in a lifetime opportunity, Halloween was that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there was this K pop group I wanted to see in Dallas like a week later after the Halloween show. And I was like, if it wasn't for the Halloween show, I would have gone to that. Really? But I just couldn't justify driving to Dallas two weeks in a row or within the span of seven days. That would have been too much. Interesting. Um, no. Is there any other tours coming up that you're looking forward to? There's nothing that's caught my attention except for the one in September. Um, we were just talking about it. Uh, the Danzig tour? Or? No. Um, 
Oh, damn it. I forgot. Um, my mind is uh, on. He needs uh, more coffee is what it is. I Yeah, I feel out of it today. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there was something coming up in the in the early fall that I wanted to go see. Um, I'll I'll think of it later. Okay. <laughs> Let me know when you think about that. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention a couple things. Um, I'm excited that all the the past uh, Testament albums have now officially officially been acquired by Nuclear Blast, their new label. Oh wow! Yeah, so. For a long time, a lot of those albums were in their control at all. Yeah. What were they on? I thought they were already on Nuclear Blast. They were. Okay. Oh, um, but their back catalog. Yeah, now the oh. back catalog is owned by, because before it was like Atlantic Records or whatever. Oh, I wonder how much they had. I wonder if there's the rights. Um, I don't know. Like uh, expired. That would be, I mean, when you, whatever it is you're paying for from like a major label, like a, you know, Atlantic, so you're paying along a with, lot. Yeah. Along with the catalog, they're going to sign a new three album deal. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, um, I saw a list of the top, uh, the most paid, the highest paid entertainers in the world mm-hmm. um, for 2022. You know who was number one on that list? Testament. Genesis. Oh yeah. I can imagine. What, but the thing is, like Genesis, I mean, all they did was tour last year, yeah. right? Why, why isn't it Taylor Swift or someone? It's because Genesis apparently sold their the rights to their catalog or something or sold all their stuff. Oh, really? And that's how they had this huge windfall of money. So it's like- I at know some a buddy point, of mine flew to Chicago to see them. Yeah. I mean, that, I'm, that tour was massive. I know that was probably the last one. Yeah. But like- to sell your catalog for something, Iron Maiden did that in like the early 2000s, and then it reverted to them after 15 years. So they already they own all their stuff back. But it's like you basically make a calculus of like how much money are we going to earn it just doing nothing in the interim versus selling the catalog now, taking a big windfall, investing that money or whatever, and then you know whatever. I mean, you just to sell sure. away your catalog that's a huge deal. Now yeah. you're going to hear Genesis songs and commercials and all over the. You know, like whatever this company we before, sort of. I guess, yeah. So, what what shirt are you wearing right now? You're wearing a Seven Spires shirt. Oh yeah. You know about the drummer, right? Uh, in Testament. Yeah, he's yes. a new the official drummer of Testament. Yeah. He's going to try to do double duty in both bands. Mm, he's probably going to leave, and eventually he'll leave for Testament because that's where yeah. that's what's going to pay his bills. I'm sorry. Yeah, he. He said, I mean, I know that he's going to be on the next Seven Spires album. Like he's not, he said he's not leaving yeah. the band. But I think that what what's going to happen is that those tours are going to run up against each other and he's not going to be touring with Seven Spires and they'll have to get someone else. So, but I, I want him to still be a part of the, the lineup for Seven Spires because his drum sound, his his unique approach is really integral to their sound, I think. So I want to, I want to ask you about this, this is something we don't, this is an artist we've never mentioned on the show, but um, did you hear the new <laughs> Dolly Parton and Rob Halford's song? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Because a, uh, a coworker of mine actually mentioned to me, I was like, oh, really? And I really liked it. It's, I really it's, liked it's it. It's good. Yeah. What I liked about it, it it's, it's not like it was um, a country song. It was a rock. Yeah. Hard rock it was song. A, I mean, I could see that getting play on the radio and stuff yeah. like that. It was uh, Rob, Rob was sort of subdued a little bit at parts, you know. Right. Of course, he sort of had to to sort of match her register because she's really like a lower register yeah. voice. But it's a good song, and her the way she approached it was like she sang yeah. like a rock vocalist. It wasn't like a country mm-hmm. performance from right. her, so that was 
refreshing. I mean, you I got to give respect know. to an artist like that because because she got nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and she turned it down because she's she basically said, "I've never done a rock and roll album or a song. Why are you nominating me?" Yeah, um, and then it sort of like sparked this thing. I'm like, she's like, "Why don't I do one?" Right. So she got some of the best people around to do it. Did she actually turn it down or they, they put her in there anyway? They turned her down, but it still happened anyways. Okay. Yeah. So she's in there. She's, she's in, in there, but because okay. um, I, I guess at some point there was like, it doesn't. Bruce Dickinson came out recently and said like, I, I don't know if there's an old thing, but or a new thing, but he came out and said like, I don't care if Maiden's in the Rock and the yeah. Hall of Fame because it's just like a bunch of like bureaucratic Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, and we're not dead yet. And now he's sort of respect. He's had that stance for a long time. I've always sort of respected that from him because he's publicly saying it, not just like privately grumbling about it. And it's like, yeah, you know, like because you know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame guy, the director, came out earlier this year when Maiden got snubbed again, and he was like, you know, their fan base is big enough to where they'll, they'll eventually get in. And it's like, dude, like. A band like Iron Maiden doesn't have to like grovel to get into your right. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like they are Iron Maiden, they're bigger than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, um, I not and to be honest with you, I think that the Metal Hall of Fame, which has been which was established like a couple years ago, yeah, to me that's growing in credibility more and more and more. I know their first few entries were really weird, but recently they put in Hall- Halloween. Um, in, I don't in, really, you don't really hear much about it though. Yeah, it's a really new thing, but it's it's growing in credibility. And I think when you have credible people like Halloween going in, it's going to be a thing where, um, you know, like Brian Slagel got in and Metallica inducted him a few years ago. Yeah, no, and that, that was a, and that was a big deal. And so when you have, I think to me, the Metal Hall of Fame is something that we as metal fans should be more behind. Stop worrying about the the damn rock and roll hall of fame. It's not important, you know. It's it's nice that Priest got in, but again, when they when they inducted Priest in, they they did it on that technical award, right? The technicality thing of like the special award. It's like just either they're in or not. Like you know. I'm looking at their website now. The 2023 inductees are Twisted Sister, Doug Aldrich, Chris Impelitary, Lou Graham, and Raven. So it's not just like metal. It's like metal and hard rock too. Yeah, Halloween should be on that list because they just had um, Alyssa, uh, Alyssa White Glues like present them with the induction. I, I saw that as well as Armored Saint just got in. Yeah, they're going to be inducted uh, soon. Yeah, uh, twenty twenty two inductees: Tony Harnell, Onslaught, and Voivod. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty twenty one: Bruce Kulig, original Kiss manager Eric Carr, Paul Diano, Marty Freeman, Striper, Triumph. Derek Riggs, that's cool. Blaze Bailey, Mark Weiss, and St- the Paul Stanley inducting Don Doc McGee. I that's mean, that's interesting. Doc McGee, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, controversial figure or not, he should be in there. I think for what he did for Hard Rock in yeah. the eighties. I mean, Doc McGee is such an interesting guy. <laughs> he did a bunch of like boy bands and stuff, right? Uh, no, no, no. He was. Uh, like Motley Crue's manager in the early right, days, okay. Kiss's manager. You can vote on their website too. Yeah, so I encourage you, I mean, check out metalhalloffame.org. Um By the way, speaking of Doc McGee, I know I brought this up on the show a long time ago, uh, but if you haven't listened to Wind of Change, the podcast, 
about the scorpions. Yes. You got to listen to that show, people, because it's, it's on Spotify for free. And it's very interesting, especially all that Doc McGee stuff in there. Very yes. fascinating stuff. It's a great, it's interesting so good. In, podcast about yeah. a song that sort of changed a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, you know what I'm interested in? On August 21st, Metalocalypse Army of the Doomstar is finally coming out. Yeah, I saw some kind of, I don't know if it was a trailer or a little clip from something. Yep. Uh, new album as well, Death's Album 4. They just released a new song called, uh, oh God, what's it called? Aortic Desecration. It's so great. You're like, okay. Um, so uh, in the on the um, on the the movie, of course, you have Tommy uh, Brendan Small, Tommy Blacha, Victor Brandt from Metalocalypse, Stephen Sundercat Bruner, which I saw him at one point when he was playing with Suicidal Tendencies. Guy's a phenomenal bass player, but he's like he was in Mandalorian last season, which was weird. Hmm. Uh, King Diamond. Mark Hamill, Kirk Hammett, John Hamm, Scott Ian, Amy Lee, Malcolm McDowell, of course, of coming back. Lorraine Newman from Saturday Night Live. It's a pretty eclectic lineup. This is for the the movie, yeah. Okay, the movie. I was yeah. going to say Mark Hamill. What? <laughs> uh, he's been in in a bunch of the Metalocalypse stuff. Yeah. Uh, it'll be available on August twenty second to purchase digitally. So it doesn't look like it's going to be streaming for free right away, but you know. Buy the Blu-ray or, you know, for your collection, down or make sure you download it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Support. Because how long have we been waiting for a, sort of like a conclusion to the story? Because it just sort of got just cut off like that. Well, that's over, what, 15 years ago or something, right? Ooh, I don't know. Justin, our good friend Justin, uh, the metal detector, would know way more about, like, all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next songs in our episode. This next one is from you. Yes. Um, so new Pyramaze album came out on Friday. And um, were, you, were you Pyramazed by it? Uh, you know, I and I know that there's been some mixed reactions to it. In fact, really? I uh, bring him up again, Justin. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Justin or Chris. Someone's on the metal uh Exchange podcast said they had a mixed uh, reaction to it, but I, I kind of like this album a lot. I don't know what the why the prevailing opinion is sort of mixed, but I think it's pretty good. I think it's just a more streamlined version of what they've been doing on the past two records. Yeah, still got Tersh um, as the vocalist, who's one of my favorite modern metal vocalists out there, and um, I don't know. There's just something very it, it the lineup seems consistent um and it's just like great songwriting of course fantastic production and um i don't know i just really like this i like what this band's doing i it's just straightforward a little bit less proggy this time but modern melodic metal yeah it's really good i haven't heard the album yet i've heard this one track earlier but yeah. i am um, I'll have to check out the the album to, to to get my opinion. So let's get into it. This is um, starting off our next set of of songs. This is Pyramaze from the album called Bloodlines. This is uh, Broken Arrow.
Doom on, my friend. Doom on. That uh, that is from the new Saturnus album uh, called "The Storm Within." The track I that I chose. It's one of the shorter songs and one of the most. I, w- I don't want to say more accessible, but um, maybe so. The track was called "Breeze New Life." I'm and I'm so enamored by this album. It's like the perfect combination of of brutality and slow doom and and beautiful harm, harmonics. Everything about this album, and it has a guest vocal spot by Paul Kerr from November's Doom. This album just totally works. This band um, been around for a long time, like '97. Uh, they're right after like the Peaceville, you know, explosion of that that doom style. Um, well, this is the first album they put out in like 11 years. Yeah. Didn't realize how much I missed them. Uh, I remember this band from way, way back in the day. Yep. And I had only, uh, first heard of them like around 2000 or something because they had Metallica's old producer doing their albums back then. I don't know if he's still doing the album, uh, their albums now, but, um, Fleming Rasmussen used to be their producer like on on those albums like around 2000 or something oh that's cool yeah yeah Yeah. fleming rest i didn't even know that yeah and so that's why i discovered them and i um i remember listening to them back then i I never turned into like a big fan but i was always aware of this band and um kind of just thought they broke up after a while and yeah so it's cool to have them back yeah you know i'm a i'm a big fan of this style guitar sound is really good it's 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 weird because it's 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 bright at the same time as being dark. Um, it's it's brutal. It every, every all the elements that make up a great death doom band to me, even a funeral doom band, they're all on this album. Yeah. Um. It it just, it just sort of blew me away. I wasn't expecting it to be this good. That I, I when I was listening to the album earlier, and it could have just been my mood at the time, but I was like, oh, there's a lot. There's too much soft stuff in here for me. Um, but it works. That's what it's a, it's a good palate cleanser. It's a good, it's definitely, um, I think you have to be in the right mood headspace for it. And then it'll, I think it'll the quality's there. I mean, the guitar sounds great. Yeah. Production's great. Um, yeah, I'll have to give it another chance when I'm in the proper headspace for it. Yeah. It's a, it's such a great album. Um, there's been so many great albums in this, genre this year um and we're gonna be playing something later in the show that's gonna close out the show that um very impressed by too um but yeah it's just been it's gonna be it feels like my top albums are gonna be sort of like dominated by this style hmm. there's been a lot of them like this in this this doom and it's like been every year it's been like leading up to this you know what i mean oh just building and building, building and building yeah. more doom metal in my uh in my tops, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how, so how far are you, uh, into your, your top albums of the year? Do you have stuff <laughs> in your mind already? No, no, no. I mean, no, there, I, 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 there's stuff I've listened to way more than, than anything else. You know, that I think has genuinely been my, my most listened to album this year, like from new releases this year is that Riverside album. I, I, I know I've mentioned this before, but it's like, I keep, I keep going back to that album every now and then. I and, I love that album. Yeah. I love that album. I love the new the new Haken album. 
See, I still need to go and listen to that oh, again because yeah. I I've gone back and tried, but every time I listen to Haken, I go, oh, I want to listen to Riverside. <laughs> I go listen to the Riverside. <laughs> the yeah, that that one song that the you say the band name and that that keyboard riff that dun 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 dun, yeah. dun it just gets in my head. Yeah. It, that's such a good a fucking album. Yeah. Um, there are some elements. Some of the song, the lyrics are sort of bad. Yes, but but they're. I think they're bad in that sort of like endearing way. I think. <laughs> um, sure. But you know, I gotta say, from the last episode, that Cloak album has really impressed the hell out of yes. me. And there, that's the band that's coming on tour. You were yeah. talking about. So oh, Cloak, that's right. Yeah, Cloak and Uwada and. Uh, uh, was it someone else? <laughs> Clo- I saw Cloak. I was like, oh, they were just here last weekend. Yeah, was a uh, Doomstress actually. Okay, yeah. Which um, wait, you wanna? No, Cloak. Oh, okay. They played at uh, Black Magic Social Club. Oh, okay. Huh. I was like, there's no way I can do three shows in one weekend. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I, I can't think of the oh, Ghost Bass. Okay. I saw them Ghost opening Bath, up yeah. on the uh the Bornegar tour last year. Yeah, this one's going to be at a much more easy-to-get-to venue in late September. Where is it at? Secret Door. Oh, Secret Group. Secret Group. Yep. I've done a podcast event there. Yeah, so... I've seen some shows there. It's a small little area, but yeah. Yeah. They should work. Yeah, I I can see myself being at that one. Yeah, I I do uh, encourage you to check out the the Haken album more, though. Okay. It's really good. Yeah, like... My my tops are going to be Funeral Doom and, and Prog Metal this year. That's what it feels like right now. Funeral Doom. There you go. I know not everybody can appreciate it. Wait, you, appreciate are you considering it. the Saturnus Funeral Doom? There's elements of Funeral Doom for sure. Yeah. Hmm, okay. So when you when they get slowed down like that, you know, definitely. When he does the kind of spoken word type vocal vocalization stuff. I guess that's sort of ish. Sort of ish. That's yeah. very November's Doom ish. Yeah. But I I would I would be hard pressed to say that they probably took some of that from Saturnus because um Larry Roberts has mentioned this band many, many times to me. Yeah. As being an influence, even though they're they're around the same time, you know what I mean? Right. Um all right, let's move on to the next uh, band of the the episode. You want, you want to talk about them? Yes. You know a little bit more about them than I even knew. Well, all I know is that, I mean, because so Alicia Cordisco used to be in the guitarist and Judicator. So we're, um, talking about, we're talking about a band called Project Rowan Wolf. Rowan Wolf. Rowan Wolf. Um, this is uh, her side project, or sorry, I guess her new band or side project band or whatever. Speaking of a bad video game title. And um, yeah, it does remind me of, of something like that. Um, it's like a Square Enix game for some reason. But uh but yeah, this is kind of like the um uh her American metal iced earthian like new project and or I maybe it's their, maybe they've been going for a while, I don't know, but yeah, this is their third album. Third album, yeah. But I've I've heard um her I talk the one about from this in two Twitter couple years ago I really enjoyed. Okay, see, I don't think I listened to those back then. I think I maybe just dismissed it because I was too judicator focused. But yeah, um, pretty good album, and uh, it's a very good album. I think that great uh, songwriting, great playing, yeah, very hooky. If you like, if you like Ice Earth, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) If you like good quality, well, I don't want to say good quality and Ice Earth anymore, but 
Um, if you enjoy uh, well-written and performed, uh, you know, classic thrash or power, whatever you want to call what yeah. Ice is, thrash power. Thrash power, yeah. amalgam, yeah. Classic metal. Yeah. Um, these guys are fantastic. Yeah. I really, I really, really, really like this album. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they're definitely, they, it's nice to have something like this because it fills a musical void for me from having that one band go away. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to talk about that or no? Yeah, everyone knows. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Oh, what, you mean Judicator? Yeah, about the whole thing that, w- that happened with Alicia. I didn't know. Oh, no, well, I think people probably know that uh, um, in Judicator, she was known as Tony Cordisco. And uh, now she's not. So, you know. Yeah, elite. yeah exactly. It is. And yeah. That's why, is that why she left? I get. I, I think so. I think reading between the lines, I think that's probably what happened. I mean, and I'll say this. Judicators put out a good album since. I like John yep. Yelland as a vocalist. I think he's really good. Weren't they part of like Theocracy previously? No. Um, no, no. They, they're from, they were from Utah. Um, oh, okay. Here... Project Project Rone Wolf is a band she formed with current and ex members of Theocracy. That's right. That's what it was. That's what yeah. it is. Okay. And she did an album called Transgressive, which is pretty cool. Who, band. by the way, I think the Theocracy has a new album coming out later this year. They keep talking about how really? they're in the studio or whatever. So nice. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Let everybody make up decision. Um, this is uh, this the song. Hey, speaking of Saturnus Augmentum. <laughs> From the album, it's just the self-titled album, Project Rowan Wolf. Here is Project Rowan Wolf. Be right back.
and that was scar symmetry. Uh, I love it when my scars are so symmetrical like that. <laughs> uh, Scorched uh, Quadrant was the song from yep. the Singularity. Uh, Phase two, Xeno Taff. Whatever. <laughs> this is uh, a sequel to uh, uh, part one came out in 2014. So Okay. So they haven't, this is their first album in like nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And this album, Out the Fucking Gate, dude. <laughs> Even my computer agrees. Great. This album, Out the Fucking Date, is fucking phenomenal. Um, production of his top notch. Lots of great synth work and over the top guitar solos and the dual vocals, uh, um, the the deep growl that the, the guy is getting this band. It's one of my favorite aspects of this band, always has been. It's just like gut-wrenching like deep vocals but it works so well in the context of the songs you know yeah i need to listen to this because uh, i liked i like that song a lot yeah. i think you uh you i know you said you listened to him before right oh yeah yeah like pitch black progress was one of my favorite albums from that time period i remember that album yeah yes. different vocalist now because now they got two guys before right. it was like christian Alfstrom, who's gone on to do a lot of great stuff too but yeah uh, man yeah, if you if you like modern progressive death metal with different elements thrown in, yeah, you're gonna dig Scar Symmetry. It's it's um okay. It's not death metal like Creeping Death is death metal. It's they're always a blend of something. Yeah, a a, a hard a hard thing to describe. Yeah, that's what I love about them though. If you like science fictiony too, right? I like hypocrisy, they're and then when they get science fiction, yeah, that's a good description. Yeah, yeah, you'll like this band. Yeah. Uh, so before Project Rowan Well or with Scar Symmetry with Project Rowan Wealth, that's such a great song too. That album is is so fantastic. Yeah, I need to go back and dive further back into their previous albums, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, very uh, reminiscent of Iced Earth, like classic. I get a lot of sabotage in it. Yeah, that too. that too. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just classic, man. Yeah, and it's it's so great. Um, so are there any albums coming out soon that you're looking forward to? Uh, the one. Well, when I you know the one that I just mentioned to you off air was Theocracies. Mm. Supposed to have a new album out this year, right? Uh, I'm really looking forward to that, but I don't know when that's actually going to be out. Um, so, you know, I'm just kind of just taking it like month by month. Um, I have been enjoying listening to classic stuff a lot lately. So for me, it's almost like I'm getting to, uh, I don't know, enjoy some of these records all over again because I've been, you know, going along with the metal exchange podcasts. Yeah. Listening is there, the stuff they're listening to. Um, funny enough, they just covered, uh, emperor anthems to the Wogan at dusk. So I was like listening to that last night on the I way. I saw uh, a friend of mine. He just posted. He did the VIP meet and greet just now. But I saw some video footage from Chicago from a couple of days ago. Yeah. Oh man, I wish I can go to the Dallas show next week, but I, there's no way I can do it. Yeah, it's like what three days from now, right? Uh, yeah, it's like on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Brutal Dave is going. I'm just wanna. I, I'm I'm jealous. Now. Happy birthday, Brutal Dave. Yep. <laughs> that's that's, right, a, gr- that's a nice present. That is a great present. Um, I will tell you that an album that I was sort of excited for, but uh, after listening to it, was a new Extreme album. Oh, I haven't listened to that. It's not good. Okay, 
it's there's elements of it you're like okay but it's it's so not what you want it to be yeah um the new calma album if you, if you haven't heard that yeah it's it's okay yeah it's it's it, it is fine i guess nothing nothing really stood out to me i gave it a, a good listen this past week um it's surprisingly the new queens of the stone age i listened to that it's pretty good yeah it's a uh, yeah i've never really listened to them very much you know look at what i listened to on my my phone recently the new creeping death album um the the bell witch album that came out earlier this year post luctum another great um uh, Death's Doom, Paradise Lost-ish band. Um, this band from Houston called Mast put an album out. M-A-S-Q-U-E-D. Yeah. Um, if you haven't heard them, it, it features Eric Halprin in the band, but uh, I was listening to it. I'm like, oh, this sounds like the beginning of a fucking Fate Warning song. Oh, it is a Fate Warning song. <laughs> no wonder why I like it so much. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of, Ray Alder's new uh, solo album just came out. Really good stuff. If you want weird, crazy, uh, blackened thrash metal, there's a band called, it's hard to say, their, their album's called Hive Mind Necrosis. The band is called Santi Fax Ass. <laughs> T-H-A-N-T-I-F-A-X-A-T-H. Yeah. Impossible name for me to, to pronounce when I have a lisp. Um, and then the new Cloak has been really good. Oh, I've been listening to that Elegant Weapons album a lot. Too. Yeah, it's good too, right? Yeah. Um, and the ba- next band that we're about to play has been on my um, um, uh, on my repeat a lot. Um, this band is called Orphans of Dusk. If uh, you have been looking for that perfect band to replace uh, your love of Wood to V Pray since they're not they can't put any more albums out, and it also combines your love of Typo Negative, and it also has vocal heart melody or vocal elements of burton c bell all right fucking orphans of dust man okay, i cannot I'm recommend this album convinced enough. i'll check this out yeah it's really really good album um where the song we're going to play is called i'm going to haunt you when i die <laughs> i mean that's yeah that's, that's totally fucking what's very great yeah. right there i mean it's such a great fucking album um i the the album title could be better. It's called Spleen. Yeah, but even looking at the album cover is like it's like a, a dark castle with a bunch of green behind it. I mean, their love for typo negative knows no bounds. Such a great album. That's cool. Um, yeah, I I definitely recommend checking it out. Um, so before we get to the track, let's let everybody know where they could find out more information about us, and then we we can let people enjoy. So. Thanks for tuning in to this episode, of course. Uh, you can find us at msrcast.com or our sister website, metalgeeks.net. Check out both of our podcasts there. Um, you can find us on all kinds of places where you download your uh, your podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, all those places. And we're msrcast and at Metal Geeks on all the social medias. You can find us all there. Check us out. Also, if you're on Facebook, the uh, Metal Geek Society page or group where we uh, talk about all kinds of metal stuff and, um, you know, video games and comic books and films and all kinds of, you know, geeky stuff. Uh, And check me out at the uh, metalpigeon.com. 
What are you working on right now? You got anything in the in the pipeline? Uh, it sort of just changed into this big like mid year catch up thing of all the stuff I missed. Cool. <laughs> so it just keeps getting longer and longer. Maybe you'll throw this uh, orphans of dusk in there. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll listen to this. All right. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in and and hanging out with us again on this episode. As always, we have one last thing we have to say. Keep it metal. And keep it doomy. Yeah. Yeah.
Zoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.